0: Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. Why should I I do that, that that when I can do 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 this?
1: this. Every time I touch your face. Once again when the coin is tossed, lands upon the sea. This is how we folk on the north side. Every syllable must be heard.
0: Two, three, four, five, six. Hello welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about The Daisy Chain, the final track on The Slaughterhouse, although not really because, as I've said many times, this is not really an album, it's just a collection of songs. <laughs> this was recorded early 2000 at Paisley Park and released on the 8th of August 2000, um, although it was also released um, as a single on the 22nd of March 2001. Um, and the B-side, I think, was "Gamilla." Um, on the track, you've got Prince, you've got Larry Graham and his fuzzy bass, uh, and you've got DVS, uh, otherwise known as David Schwartz, uh, who is providing a rap for us. Uh, the track is six minutes fifteen. And joining me to talk about today is Joshua Hollis. Hello, Josh. Hello. Thanks for having me back. As far as the genre goes, I think it's fairly certain that this is, you know, this is a rap song um although prince is the one not rapping although he's sort of rapping like he's, his style of delivery is kind of rapping ish um kind of that early 2000s kind of prince rap that he would do um there's a, i mean prince doesn't actually sing a huge amount in the song i mean there's the kind of there's the chorus over and over again and there's a couple of verses uh, but like the main body of the song is the rap as delivered by dvs which obviously we will get into Um, you know, later on. Uh, It's worth saying as well that this, this track had a video. Obviously, it was released as a single, although I think the video was only ever put up online. I don't think it was ever kind of... Made available to like MTV or whatever. I don't think it ever kind of got any airplay in that way. Uh, Currently, uh, as we record, the video is hosted by DVS, otherwise known as David Schwartz, um, uh, a rapper on this one track only, and uh, he toured with uh, the Funky Bullheads, which included a number of uh, former MPG members uh, who supported Prince on tour in two thousand and one. Um, he also, uh, these days, works as a, a graphic designer doing artwork, um, and he was the person responsible for the artwork for the album High, uh, which I've spoken about on a couple of these tracks that would have been on High, including this track. Um, you know, it's basically Naked Prince with a guitar uh, as his genitalia, <laughs> uh, which is not subtle. I mean, you know, Prince, is, there's, a, there's, a, there's a point during the Super Bowl show where Prince has his silhouette against, the, against this kind of billowing curtain, and... In that silhouette, he basically looks like his guitar head is his penis. (laughs) And so this is this is something that Prince himself has done. But I think it's interesting that Prince basically appears to have stripped off naked and allowed David Schwartz to have taken a photograph of him and then turned that into artwork, which thankfully was never released as an album like the album High, which, you know, pretty much contained tracks that are on these these two compilations. Um, you know, I I I think any Prince fan will tell you they would not have wanted to have purchased that, that album with that artwork. It's just not very good at looking at artwork. Uh, but also, like, you know, we had enough guff over, you know, Love Sexy, which is just Prince naked with a flower stamen where his penis would be. So, <laughs> like... T- taking that kind of artfulness and just turning it into just some really bad early 2000s photoshop of prince with his guitar in his you know in place of his genitalia it's just uh, i don't know i i feel like we had enough trouble with love sex we don't need it again i'm,
1: I'm looking good, i'm you know. looking at that album cover and you're not joking yeah. like it feels like it should be nope. one of those um, sparkly <laughs> gifts that you see online like it should have sparkles and like flowers and
0: rain or something on it yeah and you know share if you agree something like that on there and like (laughs) like do you agree yeah i think i pretty much do agree yeah yeah um yeah and uh, the choice of typeface as well and it's all lowercase and it's like heavily beveled and it's got like i don't know (laughs) there's a lot there's a lot going on on there uh, it's a sign that someone has just got a copy of Photoshop 6 in the year 2000, basically. Um, that is that is what that is. Uh, and I speak as someone who used Photoshop 6 in the year 2000. And that was pretty much what I did to every single letter and I, I got the chance to do, too. I was like, oh, yes, let's bevel the hell out of this thing. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like after that, the song is a bit of a letdown. Um, you know, nothing can live up to the, the high album cover. Um, But, you know, we get Prince at the start saying, you know, scream one more time after doing this kind of scream. And he's got like a slow down voice. And he says, we ain't never going down to the daisy chain. I mean, I'm not quite sure what that means, but. Well, okay. so that's that was my question. I have lots of thoughts about this.
1: So. Uh, I don't want to get too blue on your show, but (laughs) the daisy chain has some sexual connotations to it. You can just search it on Urban Dictionary if you want to know what those are. But there there are some sexual connotations to that. Obviously, also the... Uh, You know plugging a bunch of things Into power strips to make Longer power cords is also called A daisy chain he's probably not referring to That so I would imagine that he (laughs) I would imagine he's you know Prince didn't suddenly become a tech Bro so I'm pretty sure He's talking about something sexual But he keeps referring to it as like a place So I was wondering is it like a Strip club or is it something like That because he's talking about women um, Giving it up and then we have the rap Later where he's talking about meeting a dancer So I was wondering if it's, if it's supposed to be like a club or if it's supposed to be a strip club or like, I was very sort of confused about the place that they are talking about if it is in fact a place
0: i mean it does feel when princess going down to the daisy chain it does feel like he's talking about as he has done on, on you know other um, songs kind of like mythical places you know uptown was a place but doesn't really exist you know he talked about the north side like there's there's a few there's a few places that he's named that are not places that actually exist i mean before paisley park was built he talked about paisley park being a you know a park where you could go to so yeah i i mean The the, the weird thing is like the first kind of verse where he says just a young man trying to feel the flow had no idea what the chain is and the way he sings it is faux. Uh, the gnashing of teeth and bloodshed thighs. Uh, what is that line yeah. about bloodshed <laughs> thighs? That sounds horrible. It, yeah, it's it's not a pretty sight. Uh, Coppertini whiplashed, but still he tries. Um,
1: it works. It works in a way because he says the gnashing of teeth and bloodshed thighs.
0: Does that mean that someone is biting someone's thighs enough to draw blood? This is terrible print. Well, well he seems to... the first two lines where he says just a young man trying to fill uh, trying to. Yes, trying to feel the flow, had no idea what the chain is for. So uh, it, it makes it sound like this is an, an inexperienced person who doesn't know what they're doing. And for some reason, they've decided to bite someone's thighs. And-
1: oh, shit. You know what? I, I, it That, if you... Again, not to get too blue, but if you read that verse, knowing what the sexual daisy chain is, he is doing a daisy chain. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. He accidentally bites someone. And he has whiplash because his neck is cranked the wrong way. Yeah, and he keeps going at it. So that is exactly what he's talking about. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, I don't know when Urban Dictionary started, but I'm guessing that when it comes to sex moves, Prince probably had an idea about what was going on. Um, You know, and this is this is another song that's recorded. You know, of when Prince was between two marriages. So Prince is single. So I'm guessing he's also down to mingle. You know, um, I mean, yeah, but then when he says, you know, "Bless my soul, save my name," I ain't going down to the daisy chain. And then, like you say, he says, "Black girl giving it up, white girl giving it up, uh, black girl giving it up, white girl giving it up." So, um, I don't know if that—that's four different girls that are in- yes, engaged. Yes, it's in four this. different girls yeah. who are in a
1: chain. <laughs> that's that.
0: that's probably what it is. Yeah, I mean, this this probably is one of the more sexually explicit songs that Prince has done, but without getting sexually explicit. <laughs> Um, you know, Darling Nicky, you know, kind of uh, riled up the, uh, the, the PRMC because it featured the word masturbating in it. So Prince is managing to kind of go even further without even mentioning anything kind of uh, in terms of like a sexual act other than saying the words daisy chain, um, you know. And, and <laughs> I mean, when he says, tell me now what's on the stereo, funky like a junkie with cornrows, that's why you're behind so narrow, switching numbers with the video. I mean, that feels like some kind of like rap boasting that Prince likes to get into, where, you know, he likes to talk about, um, you know, the success that he has. Um, But then when he says, leave you with a headache, no more fame, I ain't going down (laughs) down, uh, to the daisy chain, it's like, okay. (laughs) Again, we've, like, I mean, the kind of like leave you with a headache, Um, again, suggests that there's something kind of going on there. but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, obviously a lot of this could be, you know, there is maybe a double entendre. Maybe you're right. Maybe the Daisy Chain is just the name of a strip club and there's, you know, four strippers that happen to be on that night. Um, you know, maybe this this young boy is just inexperienced sexually anyway. So he's not actually performing any sex act that is called the Daisy Chain. He's just, you know, it's just a, a detour that Prince is taking. Um, no he's having some sex that's what's happening <laughs> um, but then I, I mean I do kind of like I guess it's kind of like Prince's kind of you know the, the rap before the rap where he says girl gonna keep on giving it up a, a mouse to the trap cheese is up <laughs> which is which you know recalls obviously the uh, you know the, the game mousetrap uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played the game mousetrap but it takes forever to set up and the payoff is I mean it's okay um, you know once the trap's fully made All it does is trap you like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of it's kind of like a Rube Goldberg thing for very little payoff. Um, You know, I don't think Prince is talking about that.
1: Uh, That's how I have sex. It's a Rube (laughs) Goldberg machine with very little payoff.
0: (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, I mean, that is that's clearly like the tagline to some some film somewhere, isn't it? Um, (laughs) A little bit of pleasure for the guilty pain. Think about it, sister. Now you're living in shame. And I mean, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Prince at this time was getting a little bit more religious, and Larry Graham is on this track. And Larry Graham was one of the people who said to Prince, "Why do you swear so much?" And Prince kind of stopped swearing after that. <laughs> so this is why this oh. this song features no no curse words, but it does feature mention of the Daisy Chain a number of times. Um, so Prince cleaned it up, but then also simultaneously didn't clean it up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, like the kind of think about it, sister, now you live in shame that i mean prince does kind of have occasionally it you know it doesn't slip through very often but he does kind of have these kind of patriarchal feelings about you know women and stuff so i guess that's just a little bit of that coming out there um you know and he says got no hips to vibrate <laughs> that's why you gets no page i lo- i love when prince occasionally refers to technology because he's always slightly behind the times um <laughs> so i like the idea of this person being like their hips aren't vibrating because they're not getting pages which means they're not popular um, or they're living in shame and no one's calling them anymore. You know, I don't know which way you want to take that, but uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a song actually that Prince recorded um, twice, and the second time he recorded it in the style of 80s Prince where he talked about a page, and it made sense, like in the style of the 80s Prince, but in the modern Prince it didn't make any sense because people have already got cell phones. Um, but yeah, everyone of yours suspect I takes no blame, I writes no checks, I ain't never going down to the daisy chain. Um, so I, I mean, I kind of like how I don't know. This is this entire verse is very much Prince. I don't know. I, sometimes with with Prince, he's he's playing the part of a character. So it feels like he's playing the part of a character here of some kind of deadbeat who has sex with women and then just kind of begs off any responsibility afterwards. Um, <laughs> you know, taking no blame and writing no checks, um, and of course telling everyone he ain't never going down to the to the Daisy Chain. Which of course. It's a double negative. He ain't now, Is that, so. Is that like a thou
1: dost protest too much kind of thing? Like, I'm never going to go there. <laughs> and in fact, he's going there
0: all the time. Yeah. Well, the fact that it's a double negative means that he is definitely going down there. So, uh, okay. you know, Prince is, is, as well as hinting with the daisy chain, he's hinting there that, you know, there's a double negative. Um, of course, we get the, uh, you know, black girl giving it up once more and white girl giving it up. And all of this, of course, has been nothing but a prelude. Uh, to the debut of uh, rapper David Schwartz, otherwise known as uh, DVS, um, uh, you know, erstwhile graphic designer and uh, and occasional rapper, I think is how Prince Vault credits him, which I think is, for someone who rapped on exactly one Prince song, uh, I think, you know, that is a good way to put it, occasional rapper. Um, you know now interestingly <laughs> enough he is currently hosting the video on his YouTube channel of this vi- of this song uh, in it you have Prince's worst hairstyle ever and you have some basketball uh, where uh, DVS dunks on Prince uh, which I, you know uh, which I think is quite a funny moment um, you know because like it's on Prince's own home court. Uh, which so you like Prince has gone to the trouble of inviting you onto the home court and then you dunk it on him. It just seems a little bit impolite, but, um, and you know, he actually wrote a very interesting article, which I'm sure you can find if you go to, you know, if you find the video uh, or if you search for DVS and you, you know, search on medium.com, you can find his article that he wrote about the recording of this song. And, you know, he kind of talks about how he was friends with Kit Blackshear. He was, you know, working around Minneapolis as like a rapper and he'd been hanging out with Prince one night. They played some basketball and you know, he asked him to rap on this track. Prince already had the track finished, essentially. He just needed a rap. And, you know, this is what DVS kind of came up with. Now, I would say this. David Schwartz seems like a pleasant enough fellow. You know, his uh, his article on Medium is, you know, it's, it's a nice little read. Um, you know, he, it, it's always nice when you kind of get these behind-the-scenes things from people who've worked with Prince. Because a lot of people that work with Prince... They ended on bad terms with him, so they tended not to write anything nice about him. Uh, You know, there's a couple of books by some ex-wives of his that, you know, kind of paint a a kind of negative picture of Prince. So it's always nice (laughs) to get a a kind of, you know, a positive story of Prince being, you know, kind of giving someone a chance. Um, That all said, this is not a good rap. Um and so, <laughs> I mean That's an understatement. you know, David Schwartz seems like a nice enough chap and you know, it, it, like it's funny that he gets to dunk on Prince in the video and I think the the video actually it it kind of it's one of those videos that Prince kinda of did on the cheap and you can kinda of tell and you know he did <laughs> Yeah. He, he did he did a number of those in the nineties where you know, for practically any song he would just kinda of set up a couple of cameras and he'd direct it himself or, you know, he'd have someone come in and direct for a day. Um, so, you know, it's it's not like a great video. Um, it's only worth it to see Prince's terrible hairstyle, which you know I've already mentioned before. Um, you know, and which is also present in the uh, "You Make My Sunshine" video as well, <laughs> which which is now officially available on the uh, on the Prince uh, on the Prince website. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he says I knew a I knew a dancer. Her name was Kelly, nicknamed Candy with the hoop for a belly. And I'm like, <laughs> straight away, um, I, I, you know, I I got some air horns out and I was yelling bars over and over again because. Um, you know, <laughs> just rhyming Kelly with Belly. But the fact that he knows he knows her name's Kelly, but her nickname is Candy. It's like I don't I don't think her nickname is Candy. I think Candy is her dancing name because clearly this is this is a woman who is you know uh, working her way through college probably. I'm guessing uh, by stripping. Um, you know, he says a tongue ring with a voice to sing, <laughs> with a body like woo dime piece and everything. Um, <sighs> <laughs> i mean what are your feelings on the rapping josh you you had
1: me on a previous episode where it was just a random guy rapping and not much uh not much prince i i feel like prince seems to like doing that just grabbing a random person and uh having them rap on a song and then that person doesn't do a whole lot before or after that point. I mean, it seems like DVS has done a few things since then, but he's not, you know, he's obviously not a huge person that we've, we've heard of. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I have a, I have a weird thing with, uh, white rappers in general. Some of them are good, but the majority of them are not. And I think he falls into that latter category for me. Um, uh yeah some of the some of these (laughs) some of these rhymes are very bad um and yeah it's just and then when we i mean we'll we'll go through it but as we get into the later stuff and then like towards the end i was just like oh my god what is he doing
0: Yeah, I mean, he starts to paint a picture that is almost like the scenario from a pornographic movie where he says, "See, I used to deliver pizza to her house, but tonight she said, yo, come in and chill out.' I came in, sat down, I was looking around. What I found, I found she was stepping out a gown. So it's, <laughs> so it's like, you know, she invites him in and then she starts taking her clothes off. Um, it is a porn movie. Yeah, like, that, that is it. what. Yeah, it, it's this bizarre like
1: idea that like <laughs> that I, I don't know. I don't know if this affects all pizza delivery drivers, but I'm sure it affects some of them. Like, oh, what if this hot chick invites me in and we get to eat pizza together and then do it? Like, that's just this weird scenario that has probably never happened in the real world.
0: Um, I don't know. It does, it does remind me a little bit of Big Lebowski where it's like, you know what happens next? It's like, yeah, he fixes the cable. <laughs> so, but yeah, but well, he actually stops her because he goes, I had to stop that girl in her tracks. I said, let me tell you something about by a guy that raps. Um, yo, why buy you if he can just leash you? Why iron you if he can just crease you? And then I feel this is this is probably where things take a turn. Why try oh, yeah. you if he won't breed you? Why drive through if he won't eat you? Why VIP if he can nose bleed you? Okay, stop crying. I'm sorry. I'll leave you. <laughs> i mean
1: credit to him he realized he had gone too far and he was like okay i gotta go now i'm sorry i've upset you
0: yeah he just he should have just said i'm a police i'm a pizza delivery guy i've gotta get back to the base they're gonna need me to deliver more pizzas like i get i've i you know i'm not baby driver i can't drive that quickly you know i'm i've gotta get going you know you, you
1: if I don't get back, he's going to dock my check. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm, I really need this money. You know, OK, I'm sorry. I've just said that, you know, um, I'm going to breed you and eat you, so can you. Well, OK, so
1: this this sounds like, again, a little bit of that sort of I, I know that Prince didn't write this, but there is a bit of a patriarchal kind of look down at this moment because yeah. he's basically saying to the woman, oh, you want to ha- you're going to have sex with me. Um, but why would you, why would you do that? Because if I'm not going to be with you as a permanent partner, like if I'm not going to be your, your boyfriend or I'm not going to marry you, then why would you just give yourself up to me? Because he basically saying like, if a guy can just, uh, have sex with you, he's never going to stick around. Um, and it's very, it's very much like, I, I, I don't know. I had a, I had a real real problem with that part of the the rap and i also had a real problem with the video when he says why iron you if he can just crease you
0: and he's ironing a pair of (laughs) jeans yeah i i yeah that that was like kind of the most literal kind of interpretation of his own lyrics and it's like i i don't think that's what you were trying to say but okay uh, yeah, I mean, the, like, the why VIP you if he can nosebleed you is just a really weird kind of, like, okay, I, I mean, I guess he's maybe saying that, you know, she can't get into the VIP area in a club, but I don't know what the nosebleed you part means. Oh, like,
1: it's, it's, uh, I think it's a reference to, like, that's the only line that I actually thought was kind of clever, because basically it's, I think it's a reference to, like, going to a concert or something. Oh, yeah. Because he can't get you in the VIP section, um, like, he doesn't need to get you in the VIP section, he can just stick you in the really high seats,
0: Yeah, there was a story, and I can't remember who. Oh, I think I know who it was. Um, I think Prince. There was a recently there was an episode of Blackish, the hundredth episode, where they did like a whole Prince thing. Uh, And apparently, um, Prince had asked Lawrence Fishburne. He'd said, "You know what's going? What's what's like the meaning of the Matrix?" And he wanted like kind of you know like a discussion of it. (laughs) And that's a very Prince thing. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne was like, uh, he's like, "Okay, I'll tell you, but you need to get me like tickets to your concert." And uh, no, no, he, I think he actually refused to say he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. But he asked for concert to the ticket. So apparently Prince stuck him in the nosebleeds. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> such a Prince move to be like, oh, you're not going to tell me about the Matrix. Here you go. Then you're sitting way at the back, uh, which I think is qu- quite. I funny.
1: love I love that aspect of, of knowing that Prince was very curious <laughs> about what the Matrix meant.
0: Yeah. But also that he was equally petty that if you weren't going to tell him, he was going to he's going to give you tickets. But you are sitting way at the back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I may, I yeah, I know, I think like maybe if that yeah, if that's what that means, then that that's a clever line. Um, but I think the the line before it as well. I I mean, I don't think I like it's. I don't know if I'd say it's clever, but the whole why drive through if he won't eat you? At least yeah, suggests I, you know like if you know if it, like. I don't know, I guess, I mean, there's a suggestion there that someone should be returning the favor when it comes to oral sex. That, that, so, that is fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I think those two lines are the only ones. I mean, just using the phrase breed you is just like... Yeah, Ugh. yeah. And the whole, and like, the idea as well of like, why buy you if he can lease you? Like, the idea of having <laughs> sex, like, outside of marriage is leasing someone is, again... Is, <laughs> I don't know. Does it it involve like (laughs) triplicate paperwork, or what's the situation? Like, I don't know. It, it just, I don't like those phrases. It's, you know, I'm sure David Schwartz, like I said, seems like a nice enough fella from you know what I've read, but I just don't think that, that those lines really they really work. No, yeah, but they don't really work as like what Prince sings about. Like, you know, there's been other songs before this where Prince hasn't been so patriarchal, and where he has been, you know, there's a few songs where literally he's talking about how much of a caring lover he is and how you know he puts her needs first. So for someone to be like you know talking about how they're gonna breed you, it's just like it feels completely out of place. But then the fact that Yo, he...
1: girl why
0: <laughs> I was just gonna I I was gonna add a line to
1: this like yeah yo why buy you right away if he can just lay away you
0: <laughs> yeah, I get it. over here we say high purchase um, <laughs> okay which I, I think kind of works a bit more. But yeah I like but then the, the kind of okay stop crying I'm I'm sorry I'll leave you it's like. <laughs> It's kind of the most kind of weirdly epic kind of fail in a rap where it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said breed. You're crying. I'm going to leave. It's just like, yeah. it, I don't know. It, I, I can't imagine like at this particular time, like P. Diddy and Mace being in a video where halfway through, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we made you cry. We're going. Like it just <laughs> like the idea of a rapper kind of admitting that they said something wrong and then leaving. It's just such a funny... Like, also, it's the it gives him the excuse as to why he then leaves the song. Like, that's the end of his rap because he's saying, I'll leave. And it's... I don't know. I think that's probably maybe the only clever thing about this or, like, the funny thing is, like... Like the whole thing where he says he'll leave and then he leaves, and it's like okay, like I haven't had a rap end like that before, where someone's been like, I'm finished with this rap, I'm going now. Yeah, it's a massive self own. Yeah, I I, I mean it, like like you say this the, like the first half of it, with the whole kind of like her name was Kelly and a hoop through her belly and all that kind of stuff. Like that feels like normal kind of rap stuff. When it starts getting to the Leisha breja, it's just like, like it's really taken a turn. Um, you know and then we finish you know repetition of daisy chain you know the kind of leave you with a headache ain't never going down with the daisy chain and then prince starts laughing at the end and (laughs) and then it fades out and and kind of if you're listening to this album that's where the album finishes and i'm sure a lot of people were sitting there shell shocked being like what just happened at the end there what happened with that pizza guy he just turned up made a a girl cry and then left and then prince is laughing like what is like i don't know it feels like a weird ending to this album Um, You know, particularly as this album and, you know, the, the Chocolate Invasion, they came out a few days after, you know, Prince had released musicology so Prince was kind of in the middle of the musicology tour and that was kind of his mainstream comeback and all that kind of stuff so for people to be hearing this song which you know realistically was three years old but still for them to be hearing that song like three years on they'll probably be going what have I just listened to like what what was this album what what, like what's just happened now what was you know what were those six minutes about I don't understand um you know so I feel it's it's kind of an inauspicious end to this album um, but like I said, not really an album, just a collection of songs. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, I would say I. I, I mean, in some ways, I want to give DVS five out of five for that rap because <laughs> I feel like it just kind of it just ends in such a spectacularly terrible way. But at the same time, I don't think I can condone that kind of thing. So I mean, I would say probably two out of five from me. Like this is not what like I you know I've. I've I've listened to The Slaughterhouse and uh, you know The Chocolate Invasion a few times through but like I, I I it's not like I ever really returned to any of these songs because I don't I don't find them as compelling as the stuff that's on like Musicology or 3121 which you know are the albums either side of these collections essentially um you know and it like the the fact that they're all kind of just odd songs it just I don't know, I, I, I would say that if I was, like, you know, if I'd been a member of the MPG Music Club, maybe I would have felt, like, a little bit ripped off if this is the kind of level of song that I'm getting. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and the thing is, like, Larry Graham does some great stuff on the bass on this track. Like, there's some kind of, like, nice fuzzy bass stuff going on. And, you know, in the video, Larry Graham looks enthusiastic, at least. Um, but I, it just doesn't, like, for me, I don't think I can go higher than a two. I just, you know... I I, I I mean I would even be tempted to go a one but I don't think the produ- like I don't think the song is that muddled I think the production is quite is quite clean and it's you know it's quite to the point so I, I think two out of five is probably where I'm at
1: yeah that that's pretty much where I am too I kind of waffled between a, a two and a three but reading over those lyrics again uh, that <laughs> I was just like nah I can't i I, I mean it's, it's a listenable song but I I just I can't go above a two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> now now obviously we said DVS was you know part of the funky bald heads and they were they were supporting Prince in two thousand one. So Prince performed this song a few times between April and June in two thousand one, uh, while he was on tour. Um, and you know obviously DVS was on that tour, so he would you know obviously be able to rap on stage. Uh, there are a few pictures that are on um, on the medium article that, that uh, David Schwartz wrote where he shows himself on stage with Prince. So you know obviously on that tour. For a few months, at least, he performed this song, uh, which I don't know if I was in if I was in the audience and DVS came out and started doing this rap. Uh, I don't know if I would like I'd be elated or throw stuff at the stage. Like, I don't know what my reaction would be. <laughs> um, but, you know, he I mean, all far, fair play to David Schwartz. You know, he got to, you know, he got to tour with Prince and come out on stage, you know, and do this rap for, you know, huge audiences. So, you know, for him, I'm guessing that was kind of like living the dream. Um, so, you know, you can't take that away from him, um, but I, I wish we could have took the rap away from this song. So, <laughs> <Unfortunately>. <laughs> so uh, I feel like we said about as much as anyone's ever going to say about uh, the Daisy Chain and also the Slaughterhouse. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, after this, you know, the next album Prince released, it, he basically took a year off. Um, you know, he. I mean, technically speaking, he released three albums in two thousand four. But you know, some of those were just collections of old songs. Um, you know, he didn't really tour in two thousand five. He made a couple of appearances here and there. Uh, he was notably going through a bit of a breakup with his second wife. Um, and then he kind of moved to Los Angeles late 2005, and then in you know 2006 he released 3121. Most of that wasn't recorded at Paisley Park. Um, you know most of it was recorded at his his LA studio. Um, and you know we, I think the divorce was final by the final year, by the next year, and then you know from then on Prince's kind of release strategies became more talked about than some of the albums. <laughs> you know he started giving stuff away with magazines and all that kind of stuff. Um, so this is kind of I don't know, the release of these albums feels kind of very conventional because it was just literally here are some MP3s that are collected together. Like, after this, you know, it feels kind of like after Musicology came out, Prince's, you know, was kind of reinvigorated. Um, And obviously, you know, he took the following year off mostly because of his kind of marriage troubles and stuff. So, um, you know, this is kind of the final music that you're hearing from Prince for, I don't know, roughly like 18 months, something like that. So, you know, the last kind of really big gap in in his kind of his career at this point. Um, so you know i look forward to talking about the 3121 um, and uh, all the other tracks from that album um, so otherwise let's go to plugs uh, is there anything you wish to plug josh
1: uh yeah absolutely um i have my own podcast um with my good friend brian skinner where we watch a movie that we know nothing about and then try to predict what comes next well we watch the first 10 minutes of a movie we know nothing about and try to predict what happens uh, after that Uh, it's called predictocast you can find it wherever you get podcasts or at predictocast.com
0: and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. I'm not sure why you, you would, unless, of course, you are David Schwartz. Then, by all means, do email us, David, at Prince track, by track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh.
1: Thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. I'm off to the daisy chain. Okay.